0: Welcome to Lifelines, the radio program of the Pennsylvania Pro Life Federation. I'm your host, Micaiah Bilger, Education Director here at the Federation. Today, we'll be talking with Kathy O'Donnell, the coordinator of 40 Days for Life in the Harrisburg area. She'll be sharing about how this powerful pro life outreach is changing our state and our nation for life. But first, let's take a look at the news. Pennsylvania recently passed a new law to help protect women and babies from horrific situations like the Kermit Gosnell abortion case in Philadelphia. The law cracks down on people who try to fool the public by impersonating a doctor. It comes after several of Gosnell's employees were found performing complicated medical procedures without any medical training. In other news, a woman demanding $1 million or she would abort her baby has been exposed as a hoax. The supposed woman set up an anonymous website demanding $1 million in donations within three days or she would abort her preborn baby. But now, according to LifeNews.com, the website has been exposed as a hoax run by a man from Japan. The National Right to Life Committee says America needs a ban on taxpayer funding for abortion now more than ever. The pro-life organization is calling on Congress to pass a pro-life bill that would ban all abortion funding, including the massive abortion funding in the Affordable Care Act. The Hyde Amendment, which has long protected taxpayer dollars from abortion in other government programs, does not apply to Obamacare. A Government Accountability Office report found that the new health care law does indeed use taxpayer dollars for abortion. And if you or someone you know is pregnant and needs help, call the Pennsylvania Pregnancy Hotline at 1-888-LIFEAID. Again, that's 1-888-L-I-F-E-A-I-D. Or you can visit our website at paprolife.org to find free pregnancy resource centers all across Pennsylvania. And now to our guest. Kathy O'Donnell is the coordinator of 40 Days for Life here in Harrisburg and I'm really happy to have Kathy here today on the show. We've been trying to get together for quite a while now to um, talk about 40 Days for Life here um, in Harrisburg and Pennsylvania and across the nation and see, um, learn about the good things that are happening as a result. So thank you for joining me, Kathy.
1: I'm happy to be here.
0: Well, first of all, just tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I I like to start by telling um, that I'm a wife. And a mother of seven children, mm-hmm. ages 15 to 29, and the grandmother of two darling sons, ages uh-huh. seven months and two years old. Um, I've, I'm a musician. I'm a private voice and piano teacher and an organist and cantor at Holy Family Parish in Harrisburg. And I direct children's choirs. Um, so that's that's kind of, you know, a little bit about Just... me, but I, I really want to talk about 40 Days for Life. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, that's what we're here for. So, uh, 40 Days for Life. Yeah. Um, for those who are not familiar with um, 40 Days for Life, just tell us a little bit about it. And what, what's the purpose of 40 Days for Life? Well, the
1: mission of the campaign is to bring together the Body of Christ and the Spirit of Unity during a focused 40-day campaign of prayer, fasting, and peaceful activism with the purpose of repentance to seek God's favor, to turn hearts and minds from this culture of death to a culture of life, thus bringing an end to abortion.
0: How, Kathy, did you first find out about 40 Days for Life, and and how did you get involved? Well, I was shopping, and
1: a friend of mine um, was there, and she just started talking to me about it. She was in line ahead of me. Um, She was the campaign director at the time. And uh, that was about eight years ago. She knew that I homeschooled my children, and she asked me if I could help um, to promote this through the homeschooling community. Um, This woman moved away from the area about six years ago and asked for someone to take over. And I told her that if no one else volunteered, I would do it. And, well... Here I am <laughs> six years later. That's great. Well, I was happy to do it, and i have had an awful lot of support from Father Paul Sheikh, the respect mm-hmm. Life director of the Diocese of Harrisburg. But this isn't a Catholic thing. this is um you know brings together people of of all faiths, and um you know, we have you know wonderful, wonderful people who come and and pray you know who pray from home. Um, it's the people who come and pray. I'm not at the abortion business every single day praying you know, eight hours every day. I can't do that. But, you know, we do what we can.
0: 40 Days for Life is held uh, twice a year, I believe. Can you tell us a little bit about the the calendar and when, when 40 Days for Life is held so uh, those who are listening can kind of get a sense of t- when to look for it and when to think about maybe getting involved?
1: Well, we hold a campaign in the fall and one in the spring. This year, our campaign begins September 23rd and ends November 1st. I I look forward to this and I'm already, you know, making plans, starting mm-hmm. uh, to build my team and of helpers and figure out, you know, exactly how we'll kick off this campaign.
0: Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about already that 40 Days for Life has become a national and an international effort here in Pennsylvania. I think there have been five, six, seven, eight different cities at, at different times that have held 40 Days for Life campaigns just here in Pennsylvania. Can you tell me a little bit about the impact that the movement has made on restoring a culture of life here in our nation?
1: Absolutely. Um, The first 40 Days for Life campaign was held in the fall of 2004. So it was in a a town, a college town in Texas. Kind of word of mouth, it just things spread. It was energizing local churches and pro-life members across the community. Six other cities conducted their own campaigns over the next two years. And between 2004 and 2013, which are the statistics that I have here, some 579 cities in 30 nations I've conducted 40 Days for Life. Over 10,331 children's lives have been saved from abortion. And those are just the ones that we know about. But we've had wonderful stories. And even in Harrisburg, I'll talk about that in a bit, hundreds of women and men have been spared from the pain and regret of abortion. Many individuals with abortion experiences in their past have found healing. 118 abortion workers have quit their jobs. Wow. 60 abortion facilities have closed and gone out of business. These are ways that 40 Days for Life has impacted our nation. And I, you know, I just can't wait to see what else God's going to do.
0: Yeah. That number, ten, more than 10,000 lives being saved, uh, babies' lives being saved as a result. I mean, that's just amazing can you, Kathy, give our listeners a picture of of your local campaign here in Harrisburg, a little bit about what you do and your volunteers and just, just how it all comes together?
1: Okay. Well, the first thing that we've talked about is the prayer and fasting. And um, I'm sure that there are people that I don't know in the area that are praying and fasting from home, older people who might not you know, be able to get out and, and come and stand at the Uh, local abortion business in Harrisburg that's Hillcrest Women's Center Uh, but Father Shank has taught me to call it an abortion business because Mm -hmm. they are committing abortions Yes. lives are being lost so you know we have people praying and fasting Um, the the part that I focus on the most truthfully is the peaceful vigil and for this we try to cover the hours between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Um, Hillcrest is on Front Street. That's a very busy street. Um, I do have, I provide signs for people that um, talk about 40 days for life and so that's kind of a community outreach when you're standing there with your sign. You don't need to use a sign or hold a sign to go and pray, uh, but I have those available. We encourage the volunteers to choose the days the abortion business is actually committing abortions first when they're making their plans. Those days are Wednesdays, Fridays, and every other Saturday. Then we try to fill in the other days as we're able. Um, we have churches which adopt a day to pray. Uh, some churches do this every campaign. Some, you know, are yet to join us. Um, we usually they usually have a sign-up sheet at their church for specific hours. And uh, we're not using entire congregations, but maybe two people coming at a time for this hour. Then two people coming and relieving them. Sometimes more. Um, we've had homeschool groups. There's a group from Elysburg that comes down with quite a number of of children, teens, parents, and they come every every year. We've had college pro-life groups, and then we've just had individuals that just come. And we have the legal right to pray on the sidewalk and even to gently speak to women entering the abortion business, even if they ask us not to speak to them. Um, it's our, our legal right. Um, usually people are just silently praying, uh, maybe quietly praying in front of the sidewalk, but there are often sidewalk counselors in the back in the alley where the parking lot is, and these sidewalk counselors um, do more to offer help and support. I, mean, I know they pray as well. If every church in the greater Harrisburg area took a day to come out and pray, I truly believe in this fall campaign we could completely close this uh, business down. Mm-hmm. It's happened in other cities. I think it could happen here in Harrisburg.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's amazing to me, you said there are people coming from Elysburg, there are people coming from pretty far um, down here, and uh, as we know, um, there are a lot of women, too, who are coming from um, pretty far to come to to, um, have an abortion, and so it's important that people, especially even in the rural areas, that might think, oh you know, it's pretty far to travel, and there aren't women in my community who are, are having abortions. It's not really that important that I come down. It, it is important because there are women traveling down, and there are babies' lives who are being lost, and women and men who are being affected, and we, we need people. We need more people. Um, you know, if it's an hour or two hours drive, it's still, you know, you could be saving a life. But in case you've just joined us, you are listening to Lifelines, the radio program of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. I'm your host, Micaiah Bilger, and today we're talking with Kathy O'Donnell, who is the 40 Days for Life coordinator in the Harrisburg area. So standing out in front of an abortion center, it it can't be easy. Um, Kathy, what are some of the I'm sure you've witnessed some pretty hard things um, standing there. What are some of the, the stories you can share about about standing outside um, the abortion center? Well, usually
1: there have been no problems. Um, sometimes I've been standing there praying and someone drives by and yells. Sometimes they curse, but, you know, they keep on going. And that's not too bad. It's not too much to suffer uh, the weather can be a problem, it can be very cold, mm-hmm. it can be very hot, you could be standing there praying in drenching rain, and I've had a couple women, uh, you know, kind of scream at me, you know, the mind might mm. blankety-blank business and such, but um, that's, that's not much to, to endure. The most disturbing experience I personally had was when students from a local college came to harass the pro-lifers who were praying peacefully at the b- abortion business. Mm. Um, I've actually been present when they've come in the past. But the last time that they came, we were quietly praying, and they yelled at us. They shrieked at us. Mm. They were chanting vile things. Uh, They were just very loud and very vulgar. They accused us of hating women and you know, burning down abortion businesses. It was very upsetting to me, and I'm sure to the others that were there. At the time, my husband and three youngest children were with me. Now my children, again, my youngest is 15, so I'm not talking about a baby. Um, but we had there were probably 10, 10 to 15 other pro-lifers. Father Paul Schenck had been with us briefly and had led us in a few prayers, but then he had to leave um, for another engagement. He encouraged us to smile and to bless the students. Mm-hmm. It was very cold outside, and the college students were not dressed very warmly. Um, as we prayed, I noticed out of the corner of my eye one of the pro-life women took off her coat and handed it to one of the girls who was cursing us. Wow. Um as we continued to pray, several other pro-lifers did the same. They would uh, lay their coat down in front of you know, the young person. It was just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Wow. Um, we kept our composure. Um, I cried because I'm a, I'm, very, I'm a crier. Yeah. And it broke my heart to see these young people. They could be my children. They could be your children. Mm-hmm. They could be, I guess it could have been us um, had we not known um, by God's grace uh, the dignity of every human being um, from conception to natural death. We spoke to them afterwards, and I've done that every time I've seen them. I've you know, talked to them. Where, where are you from? You know, I asked them if they'd had any church involvement, and most of the most of the kids said no. You know, they were they were sweet kids after after we got finished praying. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it was it was pretty ugly, and um, it's only happened once and they're not there they you know they're not there all the time. I guess this was probably a Saturday. But um, that was that was the worst you wow. know that I've seen.
0: Yeah. It sounds like things were were dark. You felt discouraged, but then you turned that situation around and showed love to these students I mean what what a witness yeah,
1: that's really beautiful. Uh,
0: yeah I, I love that that
1: and they were touched truly they were <laughs> mm-hmm. and some of them started to look a little bit ashamed yeah. of, of what they were doing and they some of them quieted down there was mm-hmm. one girl that didn't but <laughs> we keep praying for her
0: yes exactly mm-hmm. now tell me about some of the encouraging things that you've seen on the sidewalk while while you're there
1: I have been at Hillcrest when babies' lives have been saved. I've worked as a campaign director now for about six years. And, and the very first year, on the very first day of the campaign, I took my, I believe at that time, four youngest children to pray at Hillcrest. And there we were. As we stood on the sidewalk praying, a young woman walked out of the building. I, I kind of walked over closer to the driveway where she was standing, and I offered her some help. Um, I told her about Morningstar Pregnancy Services, and I offered to take her there. She agreed to my surprise. She canceled her taxi and walked with me and my children to our van. I drove her to Morningstar. I had never been there before. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even exactly sure how to get there, but <laughs> I had my iPhone, and I looked it up. Um, I called them and said, If I bring someone over, could you see Could you see them? You know, you opened. They said, Oh, yes. What a difference in atmosphere. Inside this beautiful building were mothers with babies mm-hmm. and kind people wanting to help. I stayed with, um, with this woman until, you know, a volunteer from Morningstar could speak with her, and I hugged her. Goodbye, and I mm-hmm. continue to pray for her. I, I've never seen her again. I don't know what happened. Um, but I know that she, she did choose life. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, she did not want what Hillcrest was offering The following Wednesday, now this was very encouraging because this was my first campaign. (laughs) Okay. So God was saying, you know, here we go, Kathy, I'm going to show you what I can do. It doesn't happen every time I go. But the following Wednesday, my four kids and I were praying there again. A young woman came out of the building sobbing as if her heart was broken. Now, I'm a mom, and I just can't hear somebody cry without wanting to comfort them. Mm -hmm. Again, I walked over closer to her. I can't get on the property, but I can stand very close to this the driveway where she was I just held out my arms and I asked her to come I said I'm here to help you she just stood there sobbing I kept holding my arms out to her while my children prayed asking her to come to me I said oh sweetheart won't you come to me I can help you finally she did she walked right into my arms she laid her head on my shoulder and she sobbed I just held her and patted her back she just she kept saying I don't know what to do I don't know what to do her boyfriend wanted her to have an abortion, but she didn't want to. Her mother was with her in the parking lot, and I told her about Morningstar. I offered to take her. She said, well, her mom would take her. She agreed to go to Morningstar and hear what they had to say. I've never seen her again, but I prayed for her too. One more story. Another day when I was at Hillcrest praying with my own children and a few other teenagers that I you know, had brought brought along in our big van. An older woman came out of the building and walked right across the grass, headed in our direction. Oh man, I was worried. I thought, she's some kind of an abortion worker and she's going to come yell at me. She stopped and looked right at me and said, are you interceding for the babies? I said, yes, we are. She asked me if I would pray for her daughter. I said, oh yes, why don't you go in and get her and bring her out? We'll pray for, you know, we can pray for her. No, the mom said she was in counseling. So we prayed together right there on the sidewalk we cried for her daughter and for that baby. It seemed that the daughter's mind was made up, but the mother was brokenhearted over it. Mm. I know that she went back in, I had to leave, I don't know what happened there, but I can only hope that our prayers made a difference and that mother was able to bring her daughter out of there with her baby still alive. I have many other stories I could share that others have shared with me. Um, It's just, it's amazing the power of prayer. And the the way that people are drawn to you, this woman said, "I I came out because I thought you're you're a mother. She could see I was there with my children. You're a mother, and you'll understand." Mm.
0: Yeah. And I think your your demeanor too, Kathy. I mean, you're a very gentle, loving type of person. You see that just right away when when. Um, someone meets you. I mean, you're very gentle and approachable and loving and and I think that draws people to you. That's one thing I want to talk a little bit about because 40 Days for Life emphasizes peaceful and a prayerful campaign. I want to know what your thoughts are on why the emphasis on on peace is so very important to, to the 40 Days for Life campaign.
1: People have such a passionate response to the idea of abortion.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, some people are, you know, completely for it, and they think, you know, it's terrible that anyone would try to keep someone from having an abortion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, sometimes it's because they've been so hurt. Men and women have been hurt by abortion. And grandparents, you know, parents of, of people, hurting people sometimes hurt others. And, you know, we, we need to be careful. And Another reason forty days for life you know asks us all to obey all the laws we have a right to assemble and peacefully pray but we have actually a statement of peace um, that we ask everyone to sign when they're signing up for the vigil um, that we will pursue peaceful solutions to the violence of abortion when volunteering for forty days for life you know we we understand that acting in a violent or harmful manner would well, that's just not appropriate, and it would mm-hmm. completely dissociate you from the 40 Days for Life campaign. One of the reasons why I personally believe it's so important, I got a phone call one day, my number's on the 40 Days for Life um, Harrisburg website, and um, I got a phone call from a young woman. She asked me, uh, was, was that really true that 40 Days for Life was peaceful? She had read it on the website, and I said, well, yes. Well, was it was it really true? And uh, you know, I assured her, yes, you know, that that it was, that you know, it's quiet, it's peaceful. She said, "You mean no one is going to be yelling, you murderer at the women going in?" And I said, "Oh, no. You know, I would never do that and I've never seen that happen." Well, she was very wounded and she told me her story. When she was 14 years old, she was pregnant. Her mother was an alcoholic. Her father had deserted the family. And um, understandably, she was looking for love. She got pregnant. Her mother decided the best solution was to take her to Hillcrest and have her get an abortion. Now picture this beautiful, I've met this woman since, this beautiful young woman being taken against her will, really, which is illegal, but anyway, to Hillcrest. And this young woman told me, And this was before 40 Days for Life started, so it wasn't us. (laughs) That there were people yelling, baby killer, murderer. She was so wounded by that. Um, She did not want to participate in anything like that, but she did want to come and pray at Hillcrest. Um, She shared with me that she was pregnant again. She was now 19 years old. And she wanted to come and join the prayer vigil. I was quite concerned about her coming to Hillcrest um, because I thought this would be a great trauma to her. But she was insistent that she come. And I said, you really need to have some support. Is there someone that can come with you? Well, she thought maybe someone could. And I said, if you can't find anyone to come with you, I will come and meet you. And um, Bob O'Neill, who's since died, but wow, Bob O'Neill, wonderful, wonderful man, pro-life, wonderful Christian man. He helped me actually for about the first year when I was doing the 40 Days for Life to get started. Uh, Bob, uh, I told him, and he said he'd come too. So a couple of my kids, and Bob and I met this young woman there. She was coming from two hours away, and uh, we stood there before Hillcrest Open that day. She stood quietly. She was about eight months pregnant. Uh, we prayed. Uh, Bob spoke to some of the women going in. And just as the door opened, she opened her mouth and said, I regret my abortion. It meant a lot to her to be able to say that to those women going in. And it meant a lot to her to be able to leave Hillcrest with her baby still alive. Wow.
0: That's, that's an amazing story, Kathy. I mean, that takes a lot of of courage on her part as well and as she comes to to healing and, and finding healing from her abortion. So people who are listening today, Kathy, how can people learn more about volunteering with 40 Days for Life here in the Harrisburg area?
1: We are absolutely in need of volunteers. You can pray at home, and that's wonderful. You can go to our website, 40daysforlife.com. The community outreach, you can go talk to your pastor and ask him if your uh, congregation can be involved in 40 Days for Life. I am happy to come and speak to churches, Bible studies, youth groups, college for life groups, homeschool groups, any group, I'll come. Um, We need people, of course, at the vigil participation. That might be your role. God might be asking you to peacefully stand as his witness outside Hillcrest as a sign to the community about that what goes on inside that building is simply wrong. Mm -hmm. Please pray and ask God to show you the unique role he has for you in this 40 Days for Life effort.
0: Well, finally to wrap up here, Kathy, just tell people how they can contact you or contact 40 Days for Life about getting involved or about learning more uh, about what you're doing?
1: Well, the, the best thing to do, first of all, is to, to look up 40daysforlife.com. That's the number, 440 daysforlifecom You could do a Google search on 40 Days Harrisburg or Harrisburg 40 Days. It'll We have a page that will come up. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Just do a search for Harrisburg 40 Days for Life. You can give me a call. I'm happy to talk to you. Um, That's Kathy O'Donnell, and my number is 717-448-6347. Again, 717-448-6347. You may call, or you may text me. Um, You can contact us at harrisburg40days at gmail.com. That's the word Harrisburg, and then the number 40days at gmail.com. We're out there. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to help you to get involved.
0: I uh, really appreciate you being on the show today, Kathy, and sharing about the really amazing things that are happening, that have been happening with 40 Days for Life here in Harrisburg, um, the lives that have been touched, the lives that have been saved, and the opportunity for people to get involved in um, this very critical, critical issue.
1: Well, I think it's just really important to know that it's never empowering a woman to, it's never empowering to a woman to kill her child. And we need to look at the problems that women face and help them and not turn to killing, dismembering, poisoning these little ones as a solution. We just need to wake up and we need to start building positive policy, we need to start doing positive things, and that is actually happening. Now we just need more people to help with that. Won't you
0: join us? Well, we are about out of time, but I do want to give people, again, your contact information, Kathy, in case they're interested in getting involved in 40 Days for Life, and I'd really encourage people to contact Kathy about it. And Kathy's contact information is harrisburg40days at gmail.com, or you can give her a call at 717-448-6347. You've been listening to Lifelines, the radio program of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. I'm your host, Micaiah Bilger. Thank you so much for joining us today. And remember, there's always a reason to choose life.